0: This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one.
1: Hey, this is Dewey from Pure Pleasure on Jabberjaw Media. I wanted to tell you guys about the Patreon for the show. It's called the Pleasure Seekers Club, and there's two levels. There's the $5 level and the $10 level. And all this is, guys, is to help support the show, help support the cost of putting the show out, um, you know, time, spent uh building the show hosting costs travel costs to do the in-person interviews that you guys like so much um it all costs money and i always try to find the best deal for sure uh, because i do have a day job as well but having that support on the patreon is definitely going to help bring more in-person interviews more travel more uh, updated uh, graphics hosting websites all that stuff so um and if you like the show $5 a month or $10 a month really helps out. I know it's kind of uh, an interesting thing with the Patreon when something's already free, Uh, but it is always going to be free. But if you want to support the show a little bit more, I'd absolutely appreciate it. Uh, You can pay either $5 or $10 a month. We'll try to do some special things for the patrons as well as we go, Um, but it's just a way to support the show in a different way. And uh, like I said, I really appreciate you guys coming back week after week. That's the most important thing I can ask for. So definitely go over and check out the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash peer pleasure podcast. Once again, that is patreon.com slash peer pleasure podcast. Sign up today and join the community and help out the show. Keep it growing. And I thank you so much.
0: Hey, this is Blasco, host of Managemental, part of the Jabberjaw Media Podcast Network. Managemental brings you our takes on the modern-day music business and how we mentally approach the profession of management. Join Mike Malry and myself as we cover hot topics in the industry, answer fan questions, provide insight on sales numbers, and showcase new music with a slant toward developing artists. Listen and subscribe at JabberjawMedia.com.
1: What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Pure Pleasure with Dewey Halpus on Jabberjaw Media. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week. This week is another one from our archives. We have Mr. Dave Knudsen from Botch and Minus the Bear. Uh, I put out an Instagram video yesterday kind of explaining uh, we have a few episodes in the hopper because... A lot of times, episodes have like a a date they need to come out. If we work it out with the publicist, like, hey, there's a new record coming out on this day. Can we put this interview out? So sometimes I do interviews, and three weeks later, I do another interview, and that interview has to come out that week. This is kind of the case that's happened here, where I did this interview a while back, and I'm finally able to put it out, because I don't have any other time-sensitive stuff. And Dave just wrapped uh, Minus the Bear Uh, That band has come to an end, and he's got some new stuff in the works, but nothing pressing, so I wanted to chat chat with him for years. Uh, Finally got the chance to, and now I'm glad you guys are able to hear it, Um, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, Dave is an awesome dude. I've been a huge fan of what he does for a long time, um, ever since Botch, and I never got to see Botch live, which I still am kicking myself about. Um, But I got to see Minus the Bear plenty, uh, some of their first shows. And uh, we talk about Furnace Fest. We talk about all kinds of stuff. Um, Minus the Bear wise, what it's like closing a career like that down, uh, coming to the end of a tour of a band that was around for so long and influenced so many people. Um, What that's like adjusting to life, being at home. Um, He's a father. And, you know, getting his kids in music. Um, And,. Just, an, just a great dude. And it was an awesome conversation. I was really glad we got to have it. And I'm glad, like I said, you guys get to hear it now. Um, I did it a few months ago. And uh, so, yeah, let's get into things here. I want to get some business out of the way first. And then I'm going to get us into the episode. So, we've got some sponsors on board still. We always have rockabilia.com. They've been supporting the show for a long time and the network. Um, they're your one stop shop for everything, you know, uh, band merch wise. PC Jabberjazz, the code, will get you 10% off your order at checkout. We have the great people at merge for merge for socks. They have been sponsoring the show for a while now, and they are doing all sides, all kinds of cool stuff. You know, they're they're always sending us stuff. Um, we've got some events coming up. They're sending us some stuff for some giveaways at these events. They're very, uh, very motivated and very into promoting their product, and it's a great product. I wear them every day. I say it on every episode, um, but I literally wear those socks every day. I love them. I've got uh, enough pairs to get me through. Uh, the whole month (laughs) it's awesome and uh it's it's really great and they're a great company so check out merge for socks um also uh we have sticker ninja sticker ninja pdx uh stickerninja.com is the website and they are an awesome company they've done every sticker we have they i mean the quality is insane check them out guys and RER studio my buddy Ryder, who made that amazing guitar strap you guys see on the instagram Uh, what in just an amazing artist. He can do camera cases. He can do straps, belts, and he can refinish guitars. He can do some designs on anything. So look up RER studio on uh, Instagram, shoot him a message, get to work. He makes awesome stuff, support writer. He's a, he's an awesome dude and go check out his episode of peer pleasure. It was a lot of fun having that uh, episode with him. So thank you so much to Ryder. Um, he's always been a sponsor of the show. He's always helping out and and has been a longtime listener and a longtime friend. So thanks, Ryder. All right, guys. So purepleasurepodcast.com is the website. We recently revamped it. It has everything you could possibly need for the show on it, including a playlist of every episode. So if you want to show the, the show to somebody and tell a friend about it, send them to the website, that website has you know pictures, sponsors, features on each sponsor. Um, all the show notes are up there for the episodes, and then right on the front page, there's an actual playlist that has. They can just scroll through every episode and see who's been on the show. That's been really awesome. I think people have enjoyed having that there in one spot. People that don't always have you know an iPhone and go to Apple Podcasts to scroll through, they can go right there, and every episode's right there. So PeerPleasurePodcast.com is the website. Check it out. Share it with a friend. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, Peerpleasurepod at gmail.com is my email. Shoot us a line. uh, Let us know what you think of the show, questions, comments, concerns, anything uh, under the sun. We always respond, and we love getting those emails, uh, You know, good or bad. So uh, it just means people are listening, which is awesome. And speaking of listening, you guys come back week after week and support the show. I really appreciate that. It means so much to me to have you guys on board, and I'm just loving all the support. The show is growing like crazy. We're going to be doing some more travel. We're going to be doing some more in-person interviews, and super stoked for that. Super inspired and looking forward to the future. So uh, without further ado, guys, I want to get into this episode. Uh, I want to get this one out there to you. It's been long enough, and thank you for being so patient, and you guys voted on it, and this week is my conversation with Dave K from Botch and Minus the Bear. Are you enjoying the show? If you are, definitely head over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere you're listening to podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Throw us a five-star rating or a review. We really appreciate that. It helps the show out big time. So like I said, if you are enjoying the show, head on over and give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you consume podcasts. Thank you. Hello. Hey, Dave. It's Dewey. How you doing? What's up, dude? How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Doing well. Excellent. Excellent. You all good to go? Uh,
2: yeah. Totally good to go, man.
1: Excellent, buddy. Well, uh, Dave Knutson from Minus the Bear, Botch, uh, welcome to the Peer Pleasure Podcast, my friend.
2: Well, thanks for having me on.
1: <laughs> it's been a long time coming, man. I'm stoked to have you and and uh, been a fan of what you do for a long time. Um I, I have to get this out of the way first. Uh oh. <laughs> so my buddy Ryder Robeson from uh Vox says yeah. get botched back together, please. For God's sakes. So I I told him I would tell you that.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I don't I don't think God or any other sort of uh uh supernatural power will make that happen. Yeah. But I uh, appreciate the love that uh, <laughs> you know. That people have for that band.
1: Yeah, all good, man. I and I understand I just hold my I, I would say it and and uh, I appreciate it.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no sweat.
1: Well sweet man. Well um, The first time I actually got I never see I ever got to see botch. I came down from Alaska with the the Portugal guys in 2000 and uh, The first time I got to see you play was at Furnace Fest in Birmingham, Alabama with minus the bear Oh and, damn! Uh, yeah. Okay. Long time. It was ago. that
2: a? Uh, I think that was when did Hum? Yes. Had had Hum recently reformed for them?
1: They came back, I think, for that show or something like that. They yeah. said that um, it was and that was one of the loudest bands I've ever seen. By the way, that was insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, I had heard the um the early recordings and then. We had to drive from I've after the story all the time. It was all the I was in a band called Anatomy of a Ghost, and we we played that um, festival, and we had to drive to Anchorage, Alaska, right afterwards. So oh, like then. six and a half days straight. But I was like, dude, we have to see minus the bear. So I was trying to stick around because I wanted to see it, and and uh, yeah, it was fantastic. So I was a I was a fan of of botch, of course, but I was a fan of of minus the bear from that point on. Like it was it was awesome. So well, thank um, you. You know, and then I saw you guys, I mean, so many times after that. And then you guys ended up touring with Portugal, the man after I had left, um, I believe maybe two years after I left that band. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the connection.
2: (laughs) I gotta tell you that, uh, that Portugal, the man tour where we took them out was such a, I don't know, fun, exciting tour. I mean, at that point, you know, they weren't Portugal, the man, as anyone knows them now. I mean, it was, uh, uh, you know maybe they were still on EVR at that point and we're just releasing record after record yeah. each year. Um, and, uh, I mean all of us in minus the bed were kind of blown away that they were so prolific because for us, it took, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, took, it, it took a lot of time to, uh, write record and release albums like that. So, uh, yeah, good for those guys, man. That was a that was a really fun tour.
1: Yeah, they they mentioned they had a a blast. I talked to them a few times on that tour, and they were talking about how much fun they were having. And and because uh, I was like, dude, you're touring with Miles the Bear, that's crazy. And they're like, I know, <laughs> this is nuts. And then like for them, everything happened so not, it didn't even really happen fast. It just happened. Uh, it was just a steady growth, and then all of a sudden, just boom. But yeah, absolutely. It was, it was crazy. We did a tour with Poison the Well, right, right after before they started to kind of bow their way out of of being a band and and like their last one, their last headliners, I think. So it was like Portugal the Man and Poison the Well. It was crazy. Yeah, uh, that's
2: sounds like a fun tour.
1: Yeah, it was a blast. But so and then I saw you guys uh, the last show of in Portland, anyways. Not the last show for minus The bear was there with Nick and, and John from Terra And oh, sure. I got to watch the sound check, which was amazing. Cause it was like, there's like four people there, um, which was really special because it was like, man, this is like, this is the end. And, uh, it, it was one of those experiences that was cool. I mean, it, it's just another sound check, but when you're watching a band you like with playing for, you know, six people that are just breaking down gear, um, uh, yep. it's always cool. And then I think a bunch of people like showed up on stage, uh like mid sound check <laughs> so everything oh, just yeah, kind of I mean, stopped
2: <clears throat> yeah i mean we have a lot of uh you know being from seattle yeah uh, there's a lot of portland friends that you know come out and it's one of those things where you know when you're on tour uh you know your friends show up and a lot of times maybe it's during your sound check or <laughs> during maybe it's before the sound check or after but you know when you haven't seen uh you know you haven't seen these people in a while sometimes you just gotta like stop the sound check and say hey for a little bit and uh get some hugs and then get back to work sure so that's uh that's probably what was going on
1: man well that's i mean and then i love that stuff too it was cool to see you know everyone i mean when you guys take time for stuff like that i mean you can tell you know people are important and and uh it's
2: yeah and especially like you know on the last tour there's a you know, the level of finality and, uh, you know, appreciating everything that's going on. You know, this is, you know, that was the last time we were going to see those people for a while. I mean, I don't go down to the Portland that often, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. they don't, they don't come up here, even though Portland's, you know, only three hours away, you know, that's where you're from. Right.
1: Yeah. 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 That's where I'm at right
2: uh, now. But, uh, you know, like it's, uh, it's special and you want to like suck up all those moments when you know that, uh, the next, Tour is not happening.
1: Sure. Well, what is? I mean, and I want to. I want to jump back too, but I really want to talk about. I mean, minus the barrows around for so long, so many records, so many shows, so many. I mean, moments. I'm sure that will stick with you forever. But what is? What led up to the band stopping for one, and then I want to talk about what that final tour was like because every city you're hitting is the last time you're going to play as minus the bear in that city. like sure. it's, it's. And going down that, that path of, of ending something that had been such a huge part of your life and everyone else's. I mean, what, what kind of led up to that final tour being the final tour and then kind of walk me through that, that final tour.
2: I mean, leading up to that, you know, like you said, you know, the band had been around for, we started, you know, our first show was, the 14th of September, 2001. So it was like, you know, three days after 9-11 happened. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so we've been going on for, you know, 17, 18 plus years. Uh, there's a lot of history within there. And I think, you know, we created a lot of music, wrote a bunch of music, toured all over the place, uh, made, Incredible friendships, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, people get older, and you know, as cliched as that is to say, you know, uh, Jake and I have kids. Um, other people had other interests that they wanted to do, and sometimes, uh, you know, writing can become something that uh, is kind of a chore. Mm-hmm. Not a, I mean, it's it's super fulfilling, but comparing it to childbirth which you know a lot of people i guess do you know there you, you put everything into it and i think there was a certain trepidation in you know in terms of are we going to write another record you know we've done some anniversary tours we did the pirates one we did mm-hmm. the the menacellosa one we did the planet of ice one um and those are all that's super fun to play those albums back to back and to really dig out some of the deep cuts but at the same time you know i don't know that if we had written another minus the bear record mm-hmm. after voids uh, you know i don't know if everyone would have been super excited about that um so it just felt like a natural time to kind of you know everyone was at peace with it so i think that was um the reason why everyone felt like it was a good time to just say, Hey, you know, we've written all this music, released a bunch of albums. Let's, you know, each continue on in our own way, um, creatively mm-hmm. and go from there. Um, you know, I, I don't really know what else to say in terms of why the band ended. It's, it, sure. you know, it's, it, it's, a, it's an age thing. It's uh, not wanting to be on the road all the time thing, it's a creative thing. There's a lot of different factors that go into it that I think um a lot of people don't really get when they think about being in a band. Mm -hmm. You know, there's this idealized sort of notion of all you do is you go to your practice base and write this and record that and then you go on (laughs) tour and it's super easy and it's so much fun and all you do is like have you know, have a party every night and do whatever. And it's like, well, you know what, that can be really tiring and um you know, we, the other thing is that I don't, we never really took a break. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, between records, we do flyouts, we do other tours, we continue writing, we do all this other stuff and, uh, you know, band wise. And sometimes you just kind of need to take a step back and, you know, we never really did that because we were so focused on moving forward yeah. with the band. Yeah. And sometimes that catches up with you.
1: Man, I I, I understand that absolutely. And the, the people don't understand what it's like to be in a band on tour if they haven't done it. And how, yeah, you're kind of a professional time killer. Like you you have so much time where, especially on tour, where you're, I mean, in the early days, it's long drives in the van. I mean, you're in the van sometimes 10 hours a day just to get to the, the club in time to load in, sound check, and play, so you're you're killing time in the van, you're killing time at a mall, whatever you're doing until you get that hour and a half fun time, you know, to be on stage and do what you love to do. Totally. That's the way I always viewed it was, Jesus Christ, like, we're in the van for, oh, we're going to do an all-night drive and then, you know, hang out in a park until we can load in, you know? like you're just kind of on freeze it's weird and that was before kids for me but i couldn't imagine touring with kids so that was the other thing i was curious about is that was your that was your your income really for the last you know 17 18 years to where do you have do you have something else now that you're supplementing with or or that you're i mean did you have a job while you were doing this too
2: well i mean so at the beginning of the band i was working uh, at a design firm uh, you know, doing graphic design and all that stuff. And so, you know, once, uh, you know, once Mino Soloso came out, uh, and we did the first big tour on that, mm-hmm. that was kind of the same time that Matt Baylis uh, said, you know what, I can't do this anymore. I want to focus on my producing recording career. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of when I quit my design job. And since then I haven't had a day job. Um, so I can say that I'm incredibly lucky that yeah. I was able to, you know, have my art and music support what I'm doing. I mean, I, it's incredibly difficult these days to to do that. So, the fact that I was able to do it since 2006 basically up until now is kind of um astounding. And live in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, well, and live in Seattle. Yeah. You're not
1: in Arkansas, man. You're
2: you're in Seattle. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Uh so you know, the, the all all of this comes into play in terms of how the band ended. Um uh but yeah, I don't I, I um sorry, go back to your previous question. That's
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just I was I was basically just wondering like what you're doing now. Uh you know, now that you don't have that all that the in well, I can't say all that income from Minus the Bear, but you know, your main income ended. Except right. for residuals, you know. Um so did you have like a uh, since you knew it was ending did you go back into design? Like what, what, uh, what are you doing now that, that, uh, is supporting your family and kids?
2: Well, I mean, the last tour is still supporting the family and kids. Plus I have an amazing wife, uh, who has worked, uh, you know, and, you know, does a lot of stuff in the tech world. And Mm -hmm. so that's, that's been fantastic. I mean, you know, since the band, you know, the last show was middle of December. Mm -hmm. So, little more than, you know, like what, three and a half months ago, almost four months ago. Uh, I went through kind of a, uh, what can you say, sort of reflective period in my life where I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do if I wanted to get back into design. Uh, So I'm starting to take some classes, do other things. You know, I'm currently writing a writing a solo record, which I'll be recording soon. Um, but you know, that's kind of that, that, that project is kind of just for me, Okay. you know, to get things out there. I mean, we'll see what happens with it, but, uh, you know, at this point, I'm incredibly fortunate to be able to, you know, hang out with my family, uh, use money that the bands made to support, mm-hmm. you know, to support, what's going on right now and then figure out what the next step is. I mean, this is kind of a really weird moment for me in terms of kind of kickstarting my life. And do I want to get into a van again and do like a punk rock tour and play for five people? Like, you know, each night, like I did it in botch for like five, (laughs) 10 years, probably not. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, you meet people along the way you make relationships and you learn every day when you're on tour or when you're in the studio or when you're dealing with labels or publishers or anything like that. And, you know, you kind of forge your own path. And so I think that's kind of the space I'm in right now and trying to identify what is the next logical step for me personally.
1: And you get to spend all your time. Well, most of your time with your kids too, where you were gone so much before. That's kind of a an awesome reversal there, where you can make up for lost time, I guess, if you if you can call it that.
2: No, I mean, without a doubt, the uh, I think my son had a little bit of anxiety mm-hmm. surrounding me leaving all the time, and he's seven now, and he has been so much more stable since I've been home, mm-hmm. and that's you know, you know, you you hear people talk about. Um, You know, there's been multiple articles that people have written about um, being on tour and how it's a depressive state or that, you know, it's hard for people to continue living that lifestyle when you're surrounded by bad choices. And it's hard to not make those bad choices. Yeah. So, you know, on the flip side, being at home, while when a friend's band posts, you know, posts their like tour itinerary on whatever social media, I let, I <laughs> look at that. And I'm like, sometimes I think, God, that looks really fun. Look at all these great venues they are playing. Look at all these cities they're hitting. I could see this friend in this city. I could go eat at this restaurant in this city. Mm-hmm. And then the opposite side of me says, God damn, that's way too long. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to be gone for that long, you know? Sure. And it's not that I don't love touring, but it's, uh, you know there's uh, heads and tails to each set of every coin and I guess that's uh, that's where I'm at right now and I'm you know totally enjoying just chilling with the fam and uh, writing music myself and kind of uh, seeing what see what comes next
1: man that's great I mean that's fantastic I didn't know you were doing a solo record I mean Th- well, you
2: know, I—I I mean, I—I I barely know that I'm doing that, but I'm—I'm—I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm making plans to complete it.
1: Yeah. So. Well, what? So, so when you sit down, I mean, you've done so many different things. It's really interesting to look at you as over this time period as a guitar player, going from a band that was not as big as it should have been with botch, but then influenced so many bands. And air, it was one of those things where it seemed like once it ended, every, I think botchy was a term in describing a band. Um,
2: oh, okay, God, that's a really bad term. I'm
1: pretty sure. Like it was like, a, or botch-ish. Like it was, it, it was botch was in the, the the descriptive term to describe 90% of the bands that came out of uh, easily the Northwest and all over. And I remember, or oh, yeah, they're mathy, kind of botchy, you know, um, from that into Minus the Bear, which was a complete, you know, 180 into a much different style of music. And then every record was very different, you know, using different instruments When on the Omni record, like so much cool stuff. When you sit down to write now what is that like i mean when you were because you you sit down to write for my the bear you're writing for my the bear but you're still pushing the envelope but now you have nothing to you have no one to uh i guess what i'm bounce, trying to
2: yeah you have no, to, to buy, no one to bounce it off of right? exactly you know,
1: like, and you also aren't supporting crew management blah 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 where you have to think about as a business almost part of the time now it's just right. completely free what does that look like
2: I mean, it can get, I mean, just like writing a song with any other band, whether it's minus the bear or botch or doing something solo wise. I mean, it's, you know, it's all about the idea, you know, a lot of times for both, you know, for both botch and minus the bear, it would start with just a riff that I probably wrote unlike an acoustic guitar or just a guitar, electric guitar. That's not even plugged in, Okay. you know, and then, uh, you know, bring that to the practice space, jam it out a little bit you know and then maybe there was an arrangement maybe not if there was one tear it apart rebuild it there's your song Mm -hmm. i mean with uh you know with working on stuff by myself it's more of a practice of going down having a vibe in mind than writing a drum beat having a drum beat that's i'm playing along to or Just plug into something, play some stuff and do a little loop action Mm -hmm. and then write a drum beat to that. See if it works. If it doesn't, then erase it and go back and go from there. I mean, there's, you know, it's funny. Like people always ask, like, how do you, how did Mice Bear write songs? How did Botch write songs? How did whatever? And there's no one way that it ever happened. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of just whenever there's some sort of spark, you can latch onto it. And you kind of just let that guide you. And so I guess I'm trying to let that happen while I do it myself um, for the solo LP, but there's no, uh, there's no one to bounce it off of. So I guess I have to be more mindful of, uh, you know, sometimes I find myself thinking, what would X person do that I was working with? Mm -hmm. What would Y person do that I was working with? What would this producer say that previously i would worked with yeah how can i you know get this out of my own head um you know it's kind of like using all those shared experiences that have happened previously and you know uh take them to the next level and try to figure out how to make that happen in the current moment
1: okay because i mean it just seems like a like what would come out now you know what i mean where i mean you were so good at playing heavy music you're so good good at playing beautiful you know pop music then rock music like it, it's almost like where do you go from there you know as things are more is it is are things come are you still having like heavy ideas or are you still more based on uh just kind of playing what sounds good I mean, i've seen I've seen videos where you're playing like you're trying out a new pedal or something and it's like a first impression thing or whatever and you just start riffing on it or, um, you know, trying out this amp or doing this. You know what I mean? Where um, it just kind of is it still going in that in that more um, accessible direction or is it is do you still have ideas with like heavier elements or um, bringing back into that side of what you were so good at as well? I mean, you, you have a good spectrum.
2: Well, I think, <clears throat> I mean, honestly, uh, I feel like some of the heavier stuff is way more, you know, heavy riffs are, because I still love to write heavy riffs, because, shit, I mean, that's where the foundation of my music came from was... See, that's fantastic. W- 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 ...was wanting <laughs> to be, like, that. a riff monster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, you know, I, like, I was never interested in doing any sort of, like, which is kinda of weird because I was never interested in doing like all the soloy metal stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like the guitar solo, hey, take a lead, whatever, do that kind of thing. It was like, I wanna write riffs that make the song. Yeah. And so ultimately that's what I'm still doing, but just in a different way. I mean, a lot of the the stuff that I'm writing now, while it's not, you know, traditionally heavy, there mm-hmm. may be heavy moments to it. Okay. Um so I don't know that's uh it's interesting to think about like at some point i know i will be in another band Mm -hmm. where it you know probably something like a power trio because i really love power trios you know drummer bassist guitarist yeah um something like that where uh you know the riff is front and center and that will be something that will happen in the future um but for the time being i think i'm just kind of exploring Uh, you know, ideas that I have in my head that maybe I couldn't fulfill with minus the bear. And I just need to kind of get those ideas out there into the world. And I I, I think, you know, like I maybe said earlier, this solo record will be more therapeutic for me than for a listener, but just recording it and going through the process is going to, you know, be yeah. some thr- be, be some sort of uh, release for me that allows me to go on to whatever is next
1: sure sure i'm excited to hear it man that's that's incredible i mean i i would just i was just so curious to to when you said that i was like man i wonder what that writing session you know sounds like because it's just i mean there's so much great stuff in the in your catalog i mean and you're just the way you play and the way you take you know different concepts and and uh different instrumentation and stuff do you play so you said you do you play drums too
2: no i mean i don't play i mean
1: you just get a drum beat together
2: well like computer you know i i love playing drums but if you heard me actually play (laughs) drums like i'll play drums all day
1: yeah yeah
2: but you don't want you don't want me to be your drummer (laughs) uh but yeah i mean i love playing drums uh i mean i guess i feel like i kind of have a knack for kind of being able to program something that will work mm-hmm. with whatever is happening yeah but uh maybe that's only a placeholder maybe it's not um so that's all to be determined
1: yeah and you got the loop thing down so you can definitely play by yourself i mean that's what thing you've proven over the years is that insane I mean, amount that... of of uh just watching you program those in and then uh did you ever jam with nick from terra on tour he was messing around at soundcheck if uh Building those loops, and he's like, oh I think it sounds like this. And he like, D-d-d-d-d-d-d-d. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I was joking that they should come out and play on the last show, play a Minus the Bear song exactly as it would be, as best as they could. And he wouldn't do it.
2: <laughs> oh, I mean, they threatened to do that, but oh. I don't, it, it never really happened. I mean, it was great. I mean, it was so much fun being on tour with Nick. Yeah. Uh, actually gonna see his guitar clinic up here in Seattle awesome. in a couple of days. I'm gonna see I the think, one
1: here at Old Town. Old Town Music. There you go. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh so I mean I do love some of the I mean the looping is is so fun to do and it's for me it's kind of natural at the moment. Um there's just a certain amount of it that makes things if you're in a one man solo album kind of mode, Mm -hmm. it makes it so easy to do. I mean, you know, the the looping thing kind of started when I was trying to, uh, you know, replicate stuff like Fortet or Caribou or Amon Tobin or some of those like electronic artists from, you know, the mid two thousands Yeah, and just wanting to re-trigger things over and over again. And that's kind of why my pedal board got so big because I was like, "Shit! Well, I can make a lot of these sounds. I just need multiple pedals." Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's where the, the start of that came from. And now it's it. You know, first there was one pedal, then there's two, mm-hmm. then there's three. It's an addiction, now, man. <laughs> now let's now let's put a delay after it. Now let's do something in between. You know, now that's yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's you're. A- You're right. I'm addicted. I'm I'm addicted to looping and sampling. Yeah. Um, But that doesn't mean that that's the be all end all because most of the best riffs I think I ever wrote were just on a guitar unplugged on my couch. So,
1: well, that's why the minus the bear stuff too sounded so good on the acoustic stuff It it translated into an acoustic version is because those riffs were solid. I mean, it was everything else textured it, but the riffs were there. That was that was the best part. I mean, you, you had so many different effects going on, but when you strip it down, it's a it's a great riff. Like that's the it, it had that foundation.
2: Yeah, and I guess that's you know kind of been my mo the whole time. Yeah. You know, like come up with something that's kind of catchy. If you can fuck it up and make it weirder, then cool. But if it doesn't work, then I mean, there you know there are countless examples of me trying to sample something. That didn't work out, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and no one wants to hear those. <laughs>
1: oh, of course, of course you do.
2: <laughs> no, they don't. They put, I put mean,
1: those out as a special release.
2: Oh no, 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 no. Those will never see the light of day. Oh god. But you know, it's all it's all about uh, experimentation. I guess that's kind of what I'm trying to do now.
1: The Dave Knutson uh, garbage folder on the computer would be amazing to travel through that one. <laughs> yeah,
2: what the no, fuck it, happened here? It's in the trash right now. So good luck recovering that.
1: How often did things, with so much going on on your pedal board, I mean, this is a really surface level question, but how many times did it get messed up to where it could foul up the whole song? Did it happen at at all to where it just, or either the pedal broke or I know those line six pedals, those, those, those DL fours were notorious for the foot switch going through the pedal, like the, the, the clicker. Um, right and like was there did that happen very often where it was just like fuck we gotta start song over again
2: I'm trying to answer this politely (laughs) Uh I mean sure it's happened But that's also because sometimes power to stage is bad and then sometimes you lose power and then You know if you've had If you'd sampled something and then it it's not in your board anymore then you know, he, I could kind of give, you know, someone in the band a look and say, all right, we can get through this. <laughs> I'll try to resample this on the fly uh, or we need to stop. Yeah. So, I mean, of, of course that that happens. And, you know, <laughs> you know, Nick, uh, Nick from Terramellus would ask me about that and other people you know, I was on tour with and I'd say, dude, I'm not talking about this. That's bad luck. Oh, I'm not jinx- gotcha. I, 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 Dude, I am not jinxing my pedal board. There's no bad juju. <laughs> and you know, I gotta say, uh, the last few tours, uh, since Daniel, uh, our, our local guitar tech, who's been with us for about two and a half years now mm-hmm. has been, has been with us. I mean, th- my pedal board was flawless. So, um, You know, it's, it's more of, it's more like pedal boards. I feel like they really don't like humidity, sweat, Mm -hmm. hot, you know, uh, high temperatures in the, in the club or the venue. So if you can somehow get around that and also have, make sure the power is working well, then for the most part, it works fine, man. So.
1: Yeah, that's uh, just something that sticks in my mind. With with so much relying on 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 things like that to build the song, just I, in my head, I was just like, "Man, that's gotta that's gotta be awful <laughs> that happens," you know. Like, just kind of. Uh, but if you guys got it down to where you got, like you said, you can give a look and and they know what's going on. I mean, that's that's where everything's happening on all cylinders. But
2: well, and you know, a lot of times the you know the sets built around. Because sometimes, you know, some songs, it won't be possible to play Mm
1: -hmm.
2: because maybe two songs in a row would have two samples. So you need to, you know, can't put those songs together. Um, So you have to, you know, write the set list accordingly and Mm -hmm. maybe insert a song somewhere here or there so that you can replace something on the fly easily without messing up the, the flow of the set.
1: I gotcha. Well, well, take me into take me into that final tour. How how that went? How you know a lot of emotion going through that. I mean, especially probably those final shows. I mean, you've been through that before with with bond, but not on the same level at all as far as longevity is. And uh, I mean, it's a huge chapter of your life. I mean, what was that tour like for you guys? You, I mean, I'm sure you guys all had different emotions, and kind of even though you guys were in in agreement on what was going on. all kind of experienced it probably a bit differently, but for you, I mean, how was that, that last few weeks of tour where it it started approaching more and more? Were you excited for the future or were you more trying to live in that moment and finish that out?
2: You know, I think, you know, we'd been talking about the, we'd been talking about this tour for the, you know, the farewell tour for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think everyone going into it, was emotionally to some level prepared for how it was going to end. There's no way to sort of wrap your head around going to X City and seeing your friends there and and knowing, hey, you know, I'm not going to be back here in 6 months or I won't see you next year. So, you know, that was, you know, that was one of the one of the harder parts of the tour but mm-hmm. it was also really re- you know rewarding to see all your friends come out that you you know maybe you hadn't seen in a couple years because shit i assume minus the bear is going to be back in 6 months or a year or yeah 3 months or whatever so um i don't know the i got to say You know, there were certain shows where you see people in the crowd and they're just losing their minds, just (laughs) singing, just just like singing along. Yeah. And and I know I've said this before in like other interviews, but, you know, the energy that we got from the fans and the love and the. You know, especially doing the meet and greets and meeting all these people and hearing how, uh, you know, the songs have help them through difficult times or whatever, but, Mm -hmm. but then seeing those people or even just other people in the crowd losing their shit. I mean, I'm, I'm so glad that I like sweat a lot, you know, because shit, man, like (laughs) sometimes during the encores, I had tears too. You know, it was, uh, I was like, man, I'm not going to be in Philly again. I love playing Philly. I'm not gonna be in Boston again. I love this town. Um, so i mean it was it was emotional but it was also super rewarding because i feel like we wrote well constructed a set that kind of hit on every uh on every release we've had Mm -hmm. and people were into it and really receptive and i don't know i i don't think that i if you ask me now if i could change anything about the last tour It wouldn't do anything different.
1: That's awesome. That's a good story to have because that's, I mean, it's just the culmination of everything. I mean, it's, it's such a big deal. You know, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you guys had that much, you know, still felt that way, you know, during those last shows. I mean, just to get that emotion and, and, uh, you do sweat a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man. It's, it's awesome because it's, it, yeah, it's dude, every time. Dude, my,
2: it's I run hot, man. You know, it's like some people don't sweat. I sweat like a motherfucker. Dude, you're dripping.
1: You're <laughs> dripping by the second song. It's amazing. Well,
2: hopefully by the third or fourth. But I get you.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's not even like it, it, you're not even like bashing, thrashing around like with botch. That's what was so cool is it's like this super groovy. Like just beautiful music, but the yeah, the energy and the sweat was always impressive. I'm glad you well, mentioned that.
2: D- don't underestimate the uh, the temperature of the stage lights, and uh, you know, still there's uh, you know, I'm putting it out there. Yeah, come on, give me a break.
1: No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, the 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 other thing that was cool is is. Uh, I mean, with what you're doing, with what you're doing now, being able to like be a full-time, full-time at-home dad, I mean, uh, seeing your kids more, seeing your family more, I mean, your whole output is probably going to be different. I mean, because you're finding yourself, you know what I mean. I've, have, have, um, I guess I, I want to. How soon after the tour was over did festivals start calling, offering all kinds of money to come reunite and get back together?
2: uh before the tour was over
1: perfect coachella was on the line like hey you guys well, <laughs> <are..."> <laughs>
2: not coachella but yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> but that. i mean that was a running joke you yeah. know yeah uh, yeah before the no
1: comment <laughs> before the van the, before the bus has even cooled off you're yeah, already yeah. getting calls man well so are you playing music with your kids too at all do your kids play music
2: so I have one son. I only have I only have one. Oh, oh um, sorry. Oh no 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 sweat, man. Um, so he's seven. Um, you know, it's funny. Like thinking back to when I was his age, I was way more focused on sports, just like he is, right?
1: Oh, okay. Um,
2: so he's really into. He's playing little league. He's uh, doing a flag football team. Blah blah blah. Um. So he's into that. I mean ultimately the reason I started playing guitar was because you know in junior high I couldn't hit a curveball. You know. And, okay. and and so you know, didn't make the baseball team. Didn't make a different baseball team. I was like, shit. What am I going to do? Oh, Metallica is awesome. Okay, let's <laughs> play guitar. <laughs> uh so at the moment I mean, he, you know, he he loves singing, he loves music. I mean, He'll ask Alexa to play oh god, all kinds of terrible things, and all.
1: oh yes,
2: <laughs> and Alexa for kids is maybe the worst thing in the world.
1: Oh my because god!
2: Because you're a subjective. I mean, you must know, right? Dude, I mean,
1: Alexa, play "Wrecking Ball" by Miley Cyrus oh over god. and over again. Yeah, and um, then, yeah, it's awful.
2: So, so yeah, I mean, so he loved music. But at this point, I think he's really into his body, Mm -hmm. you know, and like getting fast and jumping and, you know, being athletic, which is great because, you know, he's growing and he's becoming a, a little dude. So, um, I don't know. Sometimes he'll ask for, uh, minus the bear songs on alexa and i'm like Shh. oh did you hear that alexa just turned on because i said Alexa." oh shit <laughs> <laughs> god
1: are we on speakerphone um, i was gonna say alexa play minus <laughs> the bear
2: <laughs> no please, please god now. <laughs> but he'll ask for some minus the bear songs and i'm like well, i'm glad you're asking for this but uh, i don't need to hear it yeah <laughs> you know like, yeah Maybe just ask for Imagine Dragons for the 10,000th
1: time. Oh my God. Yeah. Dude. So. Yeah. Alexa is, uh, is an evil, evil uh, invention. Yeah. <laughs> Are you one of those people that thinks they're listening all the time?
2: Well, I, I don't. Apparently. I don't know. I don't.
1: You don't get those <laughs> weird ads on your phone for something you were just talking about? Uh,
2: no, absolutely. Oh, I mean, oh God. Shit, I mean, the feed is constantly filled up with whatever I, you know, recently searched for or <laughs> talked about. So, yeah. yeah, Man. Someone's listening. They're all listening.
1: Yeah, always. And you're, what, well, Amazon is in Seattle, isn't it? That's the headquarters?
2: Yeah, yeah. Although, yeah. I guess, yeah. yeah. Although, <laughs> I guess they're going to move to Bellevue now. So.
1: Oh, perfect. Perfect. Microsoft <laughs> took over Redmond, and now they'll take over Bellevue with T-Mobile.
2: Yeah. Man. Good job.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, well, one one other thing I wanted to ask you that, that I've been curious about for a while is, is: is there a pedal out? Is there a pedal idea that you have? Oh, I guess you shouldn't throw it out there, but do you have ideas for pedals and things like that that haven't been made yet that you think would would uh, that you would want to have made? Or do you think you've kind of found whatever you can you can muster as far as oh, I could do whatever I want with what I have? or is there times where I mean, Nick I asked him the same thing and and he it blew his mind. He couldn't even he's like dude, there's so many ideas I couldn't even tell you. But
2: see, I I'm, I I might be the opposite of Nick in terms of fuck like I there are so many pedals out there these days that it's almost overwhelming and I love that. Yeah. Um you know, the only thing I would have ever wanted uh which i tried to do was to talk to line six about making a dl4 that had memory storage in it for sampling right oh yeah yeah yeah. so you could have like a dl4 and preload samples so that you could just use it so i you know so i wouldn't have to do all those samples live Mm -hmm. that makes sense um I don't i mean there are so many incredible pedal pedal manufacturers these days you know earthquaker red panda maris um you know fuzz rocious i mean there are so many great pedals out there i mean part of you know what i part of my geekdom is learning and figuring out how to chain these all in a row and make them sound incredible Mm -hmm. and i don't know i mean nick is so much more of a pedal dude than i am i guess i don't know if that's even accurate but um i don't necessarily have an idea i just like being able to experiment with all kinds of different new stuff and see how it works yeah um you know a lot of these companies come out with like this huge massive pedal board that has everything in some you know, one unit box, yeah. but I like, I like the tactile thing of touching something, adjusting the knobs, manipulating it by myself and, you know, freaking out with it like that. You know, if there's like an led screen and you have to go through a bunch of menus and, you know, yeah. adjust the values with like an up or down cursor or button or do whatever, that's not nearly as much fun as it is for me to have pedals in a chain where I can, you know get down on a knee while i still have a guitar in my hand and make it freak out
1: sure sure it's your palette you know like it's it that's one thing that weirded me out when people that had a lot of pedals threw them back on their amp and ran one of those uh the, one of those units yeah like a front. switching
2: system or yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: man well you should wait here's what you got to do so <laughs> all right give you, it to me you're 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 an art guy so you've done so much design work okay you're going to design the, i don't know what line 6 said to you when you, if did you say you brought that idea to their attention and asked well, them about well i mean
2: this it? was i mean this was years ago and i think they've moved on from the deal for i mean at this point you know they're doing a lot more stuff that's more consumer based for sure. and it's more based on like the helix all-in-one sort of unit so okay um, well i love the deal for you know that's not going to make them any money.
1: Sure. Well, so all I'm saying I is you it. need to design the the chassis and everything else, the the paint job, everything else, and call it the Dave L4 and make it exactly how you want it.
2: Uh, right. Okay. I, I'm doing it right now. Perfect. Hold on. The Dave L4. Call, I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you the schematics <laughs> and the uh, and the design and everything. It'll be perfect.
1: <laughs> it's going to have so much memory in there. It's going to have uh, <laughs> memory card stores. You can slip uh, the. Uh, yeah, They're just like you could do on the loop station or whatever though. You know,
2: I'm actually gonna make it uh, I'm gonna make it based on Alexa <laughs> There she so goes that, again So that I can say Alexa Night sample I'm Alexa But I'm always working on how I say things And I might not have it right Did that answer your question? No oh. <laughs> oh god <laughs> um, So yeah oh,
1: Perfect the Dave L4, come on now, that's perfect That's That just hit me right out of nowhere I yeah, was it.
2: Yeah, I'll get it. with
1: Nick on that one, I'll have him talk to whoever he needs to
2: talk to He's the. Yeah, the pedal you master. talk to him about it on Saturday in Portland And I'll talk to him about it on Sunday
1: Perfect. I and mean, we'll both think, pretend it's a totally original Like we hadn't talked to each other Hey, I was thinking of making this pedal, the Dave L4 And, and the day before I would have told him Hey dude, Dave needs to make a pedal called the Dave L4 It's gonna blow his mind. He's not gonna know how to handle it. (laughs) It's it's funny. On Nick's episode, we talked about your stuff, and on your episode, we're talking about Nick.
2: (laughs) Hey, man, you know,
1: he was talking about how he's he's trying to get sponsored by the deal uh, by Line Six, and how he's like, man, Dave's got so many of these pedals, and they won't even give me one. And then all of a sudden, it happened. So he totally got his wish. But
2: yeah, you know, I think I gave him the email address for my dude there, and he was like, oh, thanks, thanks, buddy. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, dude. Well, Dave, man, this has been fun, man. I want I don't want to keep you much longer. I just, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed chatting with you and, and, uh, you know, kind of running around and, and, uh, I mean, I appreciate everything you've done. It's, it's been a huge impact on my life, you know, from, from, uh, from botch to minus the bear to hopefully in the future with this solo stuff. But like, I, I really enjoyed your music and uh really enjoyed watching you live and uh you know you and i have have never met before but um i really appreciate all you've done i mean it's it's really enriched my life in a a big way so
2: well thank you so much i mean this has been a a great conversation and you know if you're in seattle anytime hit me up and i'll do the same if i'm in uh in p-town excellent man i look forward to it
1: all right guys i hope you enjoyed that conversation with dave knutson from botch and Minus the Bear. I'm so glad to have you guys back week after week. We've been getting a lot more engagement on the socials, a lot more emails, a lot more uh, people into the show, which has been awesome. The numbers are growing and we appreciate that. And it's you guys, you know, spreading the word, telling a friend. It's been awesome. And thank you so much. So check out purepleasurepodcast.com for everything for the show. Shoot a friend over to there. Um, If you're telling someone about the show for the first time, it's a lot easier to just have them. Uh, if they don't have an iPhone, just look it up on, on you know the website, and, and all the shows are there. Um, you're going to have all the show notes and everything else. So well, once again, guys, peerpleasurepod at gmail.com is the email. Feel free, free, feel free to reach out to me uh, if you want to talk about anything. Uh, we always answer our emails. Check out our sponsors, Merge for Socks, RER Studio, Sticker Ninja, and rockabilia.com. And guys, we got a lot more good stuff coming at you. we got more stuff next week. We've got some travel coming up, like I said earlier. We're going to get some more in-person interviews. There's some big stuff coming. So stay tuned. And as always, we'll see you on the radio.
0: Hey, this is Blasco, host of ManageMental, part of the Jabberjaw Media Podcast Network. ManageMental brings you our takes on the modern-day music business and how we mentally approach the profession of management. Join Mike Mowry and myself as we cover hot topics in the industry, answer fan questions, provide insight on sales numbers, and showcase new music with a slant toward developing artists. Listen and subscribe at JabberjawMedia.com.